On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the UConn Huskies are the best team in the country. I said it. I don't regret it. Mm. Uh, I think it feels good, Tate. I think it, it feels good to get that off my chest, to finally be a believer in the uh, the idea of UConn actually being the best team in the country. Uh, this week, we we talked about it on the show we did earlier this week, that uh, there's there's the tier of like five teams that have separated themselves. Texas lost to Illinois. We'll talk about that as mm. well. Um but UConn was the one that that was undefeated at the top of the polls that was getting no first place votes. I think that's going to change next AP poll. Yeah. And if it's not, then give me an AP vote. I will change it for. Yeah, they have not trailed in the second half all season and they continue to dominate people every single turn. So at this point, we have to point to the Huskies and say tip of the cap. You might be number one, but I don't want to say it because the last time I said a team was number one, they yeah. fell off. Uh, you know the face. There of the is, earth. there is that. There's like a lot of the yeah. teams that are are uh, like Purdue last year. Obviously, got was number one. We remember what happened until they weren't. Yeah. Uh, shorter stint at norm, number one than Neil Armstrong's trip to the moon. Um, yep. Houston is number one. I don't think Houston's like that scared of it. I think I think Houston is is fine with it, but. Uh, there is a sense of like people don't want like Virginia fans. I don't think want to be number one. There's there's eh. there, it's like a hot potato. Yeah, but UConn saying give it to us. Mm-hmm. We'll take the potato. Mm-hmm. We know what to do with this. Yeah, thing. please give us the potato. Give us the potato. <laughs> uh, one of the teams that was in the running for number one, uh, but won't be come around uh, next poll was Texas State. Texas plays their first game outside of the state of Texas. Loses to Illinois in Madison Square Garden. You are the one on the show that loves Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about this Illinois team because I wouldn't say they're up and down, but they they their ceiling is very, very high. And, and they, I think that they have two point guards, uh, which is a good thing in college basketball. So I'm excited to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I need you I, I want you to gush over Illinois because uh <laughs> yeah, it's 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 always fun when you do. Uh it is also time for some fraud power rankings. Yes. I, I have prepared a list of five frauds uh that need to be called out. Uh I I, I we used to do the, we used to do these shows Thursday night and then put them out like Friday morning. So Fraud Friday rolled off the tongue. We're mm-hmm. recording on Thursday morning. Screw it. I'm sticking with it. It's okay. Fraud Friday. Yeah. It's Fraud Feels Friday. Good. <laughs> I want it to be Friday. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. Mm-hmm. My notes say it's Fraud Friday. We're going to have a Fraud Friday coming up at first. Woody Durham. Hey, All right, let's talk about UConn Tate. Uh, I'm in love with this team. Um, UConn fans, uh, I, I don't know where it came from, but uh, I, I, I think it was because we last time we, we we spent some time talking about UConn, we were joking about how we knew nothing about this team coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and I think UConn fans took us very seriously. Yeah, yeah they were very upset of, of, about the uh, the fact that we did not. They want us to know everything about them. And now I'm at the point where I I mean, do. I watched like... It is. I, I do love this time of year because the fans, like the teams that kind of, I, I would classify UConn as a team that came out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. they, they they brought one guy back, Sonogo. Uh, I don't know who else was on the team. I'm, I'm joking. I'm doing it again to see if I get a. Um, <laughs> but but even UConn fans, I don't think expected there was there was enough roster turnover, and they weren't like world beaters last year yeah. anyway. To where it's like, well, let's see what we got. Um. And w- when a team like UConn comes out of nowhere, and 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 this UConn, the UConn fans have been watching every single game, and they're they're beating the brakes off of everybody they're playing. Uh, there there comes a moment where they're like, "How are we not number one? I need someone to explain to me how we're not number one." Um, and then when guys like you and I, who are supposed to be national pundits and supposed to have our finger on the pulse of 360, is are we up to 360 something? Maybe teams more. Now? Yeah, let's say um, more. And I do, and I do. I watch all these games. You know this, too. yeah. Um, I'm I'm breaking down the film of of Chicago State 
in IUPUI. You know this. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm watching Hartford just so I can see if they're better than Louisville. <laughs> but when uh, when 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 we haven't watched every single second of every game, and then uh, frauds, we, 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 make, we make jokes like this. Fraud Friday. <laughs> so I want to I want to make something clear. I was watching UConn in the PK eighty five yes. or whatever the hell they call it, whatever the official the name, PK the Legacy Invitational, Invitational yeah. of Phil Knight. Um, I was watching all those games. I watched the first half of the Oklahoma State game. It looked like UConn had had a, you know it was it was a semi close game there for a second, and then they got into the driver's seat, took a good lead in halftime, stopped watching because we were watching Creighton Texas at that point, um, and and I, I've fallen in love with this team. But for some reason, the whole point of me saying all this is like somewhere along the line, I just started getting bombarded from UConn fans. Like when the, when are you going to talk about us being number one? When are you going to talk about us being the best team in the country? We are destroying everybody. And I was like, be patient, everybody. Like, yeah. Be patient. And and it was working <laughs> in the sense that uh, I started like seeing UConn different. Because like UConn was like beat the shit out of Alabama, for example. Yeah. And Alabama is a good team. Alabama's not a great team yet. They right might now be. they're a top 10 team, says the AP poll. But, you know. I don't think Alabama's. Look. I think know. Alabama's better than they were last year. I don't think they're as good as they were a couple years ago. Yeah. They're not as good as the Herb Jones team. Not at least not yet. They might be. I think Brandon Miller could end up being the number two pick. That's how sure. that's how much talent is there. But yeah, like you said, they're a young but team. We're, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, so, we got a long ways to go. Um so uh when 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 all these UConn fans started started like just being loud and saying like <laughs> why are we not number one? Um I said, you know what I'm gonna do for you? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this Oklahoma State game and then I'm gonna watch the Florida game and I'm gonna do it with the idea of trying to see the number one team in the country. Yeah. Like, through that lens. I, through that lens. Is this, is the, best this the, team? the best team? Yeah. And I'm going to try to talk myself into it. So I'm watching Oklahoma State. I'm trying to talk myself into it. By the end of the game, I'm like, they might be number one. Mm -hmm. And what happened, Tate, last night when I was watching Florida was like, not only is this the number one team, and this is no disrespect to Purdue and Virginia and Houston, who I also love, uh, but I, I, I was like trying to come up with reasons why UConn's not obviously the number one team. Like I, I think they should be pretty clearly voted number one. Now, there are different arguments. And first of all, we should, we, I, I want to acknowledge that it is December. None of this matters and it's all stupid. But um, yeah, that's the preface of everything yeah. that we say in November, December. That's the preface of everything we say every show. <laughs> <laughs> but especially now. Um, like if, if, you're a, if you were seeding the NCAA tournament today, I think mm -hmm. Purdue's resume is probably better. I think Purdue has like probably Purdue's more the number one wins. overall seed right now. Yeah. If Joe Lenardi puts out his bracketology, Purdue's number one overall. I think Virginia's resume might even be better, but they've had like closer games mm -hmm. and Reese Beekman is a little banged up and it's yeah. there's some doubt starting to enter the picture with Virginia's Virginia. number one when Beekman's healthy. Right. Um but UConn is the number one team for me and and it, I don't think it's particularly close uh, uh, they are the number one team that I would be most terrified. Like if Ohio State had to play any of these teams tomorrow, UConn is the number one team that I do not want to see right now. Yeah, that is that is number one, and, and I feel very comfortable saying that. And the last time that UConn started ten and zero, they won the national championship. So I'll say that again. The last time that UConn started a season ten and zero, they were national champions. So that is why UConn fans well, and UConn faithful are going crazy right now because they're saying. We're a team that wins national championships. Look at us in the twenty so, in the twenty first century, and we beat Duke head to head in nineteen ninety nine. People forget. So, you know, UConn knows how to do this. They're waving the flag, saying it's our time. Pass that potato. 
And, <laughs> and, and we are 10 and 0. And if you just look at this Florida game, I told you I marked that as my trap game of the century because you go down there, you got Todd Golden. This mm-hmm. could be a, a program signature type win for his program era. win. It had program win written, written all, all over. over it. Yeah. And then the fact that they beat them down by 21. And, and you it look wasn't at, close. It, it wasn't was, even it, close. They, they, they jump out to a big lead. They keep them at arm's length the whole game. And, Florida yeah. shot 28 free throws. UConn shot nine. Yeah. And they won by 21. Yeah. That usually doesn't happen in college <laughs> yeah. basketball. On the road. On yeah. the road. On the road. They're 2-0 and against the SEC. Yeah. They're, they're beating power conference teams. I mean, everything that UConn is doing and the way that they play, the way that they rebound, the way that they defend, it's all, you know, it's the DNA of a championship team. And again, this is a program that knows how to win championships. So that is why when you talk about the number one team in the country, they check all the boxes. Yeah. And how much of it, I guess, because to me, Virginia, I'm putting off to the side a little bit, like you said, when they're healthy, but they're not, they're not. completely healthy right now. Yeah. Virginia is, uh, I, I don't I don't I, I do love all these teams. I, I, I said at the start of the year, I thought Houston was the best team. I as of last week, I would have voted Houston number one. Um, Virginia, we, we love we've 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 loved Bennett Ball on the show forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, this team is what they've shown us so far is a lot of fun and, and they're very balanced and there's a lot to like, but yeah, Reese Beekman being banged up changes the dynamic of that team. But they're still winning, so whatever. Purdue is is number two to me. Like Purdue, mm-hmm. like and and I'm gonna come back around to Houston to say I I Houston has a great opportunity coming up. They play Alabama on Saturday. Uh, they they still get to go to Virginia, and I think it, whoever wins that game is probably going to actually be the number one. Yeah. Um. So Houston, Houston, I'm just kind of like putting on the shelf because it's they they've had some some muck offs. It's it's not been exactly the prettiest thing ever. Yeah. Sasser hurt his shoulder a little bit, and it's like there's just too many question marks right now. And I still believe in Houston long term, but it's December, and we're trying to talk about nonsense that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so, like honestly, right now Houston hasn't like moved the needle. And I saw Kelvin Sampson doing a, a post game press conference, and he was talking about failure and dealing with failure. And I was like, okay, they're in uh, manufactured adversity. Yeah, mode. they're just kind of like playing a different game right now. So <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'll I'll check back in on Houston after they play Bam and Virginia. Exactly. Um, Purdue is so. To, so to me, it's UConn and Purdue is kind of the discussion, and I I just think like on the one hand, uh, like you said, like UConn wants it more, like because Purdue had it last year. They had they had the hot potato last year, and they're like, we don't we don't need this. Do not give this to us. We do not want this <laughs> Please. pressure. Please, for the love of God, we like where we're at. We like being sort of an underdog that that people are overlooking. Please stop talking about us. Um, but but I think UConn number one matches up really well with Purdue in the sense that they have. They 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 kind of feel like Purdue when they had Travion Williams and Zach Eady was coming off the bench. Yeah, that's that's Sonogo and Klingon. Um, but they're they're they. I mean, Klingon is. I mean, they at halftime of this game against Florida, you looked at their stats and it's like these guys both basically have double doubles in the first half. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. And if you talk about Edie, the fact that you have these two bigs, you can get him in foul trouble. So the matchup is nice there for UConn, where it's like, okay, if you're Purdue, you're like, I wish we did have Travion now because then we'd have a better matchup with UConn. The only advantage I like Edie's better than than uh, Sonogo and Klinga, but they got two dudes to throw at, at mm-hmm. Edie, and and uh, I th- I think the advantage like Purdue would have is they they run better offense and they're they're like more uh, in sync as a as a team. But I mean, the athletes that UConn puts on the floor is overwhelming, and they're dude. playing real defense. It's overwhelming. I mean, Dan Hurley's in a defensive stance. Their coach yeah. is playing defense. So I guess live. I guess my point is, if we're just going off of like vibes and like the the feeling you get when you're watching them, like mm-hmm. Purdue to me is like a feel good story at this point in the season. Like it's like awesome how good they are and how fun, like the losing Ivy and and Williams and um 
you know, other Stefanovic, who I don't think Purdue fans miss as quite as much as Ivy. I miss him. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and you bring in these freshman guys and there's so many questions about who's going to handle the ball for them and all that. And and they have answered those questions and Zach Eady's the best player in the country. And and it's just like a feel-good story that they're this good and, and they could be good enough to go to the Final Four, that kind of thing. UConn does not feel good. Like UConn, to me... The, the the vibe of their program is like we we are not here to feel good we do not we're, we're not here to <laughs> like we, we don't want moral victories we don't want like no we win champions we're here to win the title exactly we are the best that's team. what i'm saying kiss our ass this is that yeah. kind of program we're here to fight you <laughs> yeah. and like when you watch them play they play that way like they they that's dan hurley's UConn attitude jumps off the screen at you as like they, they feel like a professional team how they approach the game and mm -hmm. i i don't know man they they're it, it's it's overwhelming watching it like they they uh, Andre Jack, I'm in love with that man. Yeah. I, I really am. Like, I can't get enough watching him play. Like, he, the, the only flaw he has is, and the one thing I'm worried about with this season is his jump shot is is the one thing uh, keeping him from being like a lottery pick. Honestly, like if that guy could shoot, he's a lottery pick, no yeah. question about it. He's 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 a freak athlete. He's he's incredible defensively. Like I said, he's the to me he's the best perimeter defender in college basketball. Um, my fear is. As the season wears on, he keeps hearing guys like me say the one thing keeping him from being a lottery pick is his jump shot. And he's like, watch this. He's like, well, yeah. Because we got a little bit of that at <laughs> I Florida. Put up shots. Yeah. At Florida, he hit his first two. And yeah. then he airballed, the, I think, the third three mm -hmm. shot. He just completely airballed. Wasn't even close. Um, I'm slightly worried about that. Like, we don't need him shooting four or I like five that he's not afraid to shoot, but you're right. You don't want to get in a trap where he's playing outside of himself yeah. to sort of prove a point. The thing that's fascinating to me about UConn is that they should be number one going into the new year when you look at their schedule. I mean, they get Butler at Butler, which would be a trap tough. game. Trap game. Program win for that. Yeah, boys. a lot of dead spots on that court <laughs> that they're going to have to figure out. So that that's one game to circle. But then they get Georgetown. They get Villanova. So if, if you've been keeping up with Villanova, Cam, Cam Whitmore looks great since he came back. But Villanova in general does not look great. So that should be a win. Then they play Xavier at Xavier. At Xavier will be interesting. That That's another maybe trap game. But... If, if they, every every road game is a trap every road game. game is a trap game in college basketball. People forget, but it, it, let's say they take care of those. You go into the new year; they're number one in the country. Yeah, I, th I think they're riding high, and uh, I, I like I, it's just going to be like they if, want to be number one. They have all of they if Houston if Houston beats one. Alabama and then wins in Charlottesville, they're not giving up number one. You know, like they're yeah, but they, I don't think gonna that's going to happen. I don't necessarily either, but I mean, yeah, it, I it does, yeah. I, I'm saying I'm playing out the where, where are we when Houston loses one of those two games? Okay, so when Houston drops the hot potato, mm -hmm. who's there to scoop it up? I think Kelvin Sampson is trying to knock that potato out of some people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be smart the, of him, dude. I he, think honestly, he's giving me Roy Williams sensei vibes where you know you play the long game here and uh, Tom Izzo does it, of course, but I think Houston's fine to pass the, pass the baton over to UConn. <laughs> And then we'll see how UConn deals with being the the actual number one team after the fact. But all signs point to they want to be there. I, th I think they can handle it. I think they can. I think, they I, can I, th I think this team, uh, Jordan Hawkins is is. I, I guess that's what makes him so fun to me is that uh, I, I can't figure out who my favorite player is. Like Sonogo, mm -hmm. as as we know, as as we uh, admitted on the show, he was the only guy we knew on the team coming. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> okay. No, Sonogo's the guy. Like I, you fall in love with Sonogo because of. Uh, as I was talking on on uh, Monday about him, like he's 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 added stuff to his game and he's moving so so much more fluid and he's uh, he's not afraid to take jump shots and shoot threes and again like I don't want him shooting. It, it's kind of like Jackson. Like Sonogo is is hitting. I, I think he's hitting like forty percent right now. He, he's forty two something like that. Like he's hitting him at a good clip, but like I don't need Sonogo actually hunting threes. 
But it's nice to see he's got it in his game that if if, mm-hmm. if if the defender is just hanging out in the paint, he can keep defenses honest and, and shoot those. Uh, so Sonogo's improvement and how dominant he is um, and how he made, like, at times last night, like Colin Castleton is a very, very good player, is just hanging his head like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Um, watching that, like, I, I don't know, you fall in love with Sonogo. But then you watch like Jordan Hawkins and like how confident he is with his, yeah. you know, I'm a shooter, Tate, you're a shooter. Mm. You watch a guy like him like curling off screens and letting it rip. Yeah, my heart. Somehow gets fouled like once a game on a three. Like mm-hmm. every single time. He, he, and his he, name is Jordan. And his name is Jordan. Yeah. He's going to lead the country and fouled on threes, on on uh, three-point attempts, I think. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he had like two against Oklahoma State. He had one last night. Um, Todd Golden was losing his mind about it. Uh you fall in love with him as you're watching him. Uh, Calcaterra, I love. Joey California, as, as Dan Hurley calls him. He's He doesn't miss. He's mm-hmm. incredible. Clinging mm-hmm. off the bench, you're like, my God, this guy. No, it feels like a UConn team yeah. that could win a title when we talk about the characters on this team and the group of players. And uh, yeah, I think Klingon is one of those guys that could win, you know, Big East Newcomer of the Year type stuff. Yeah. Off the bench. Uh, the flaws, I guess, would be turnovers. Um, they get a little sloppy with the ball at times. Uh, Newton is like I I, it, I I keep being told he's a point guard. I'm not really sure he is. I don't know if that's like what he wants to do, but he, I think he likes having the ball in his hands. But he, I don't know if he loves playing point guard. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's a difference. Um, so that like I I you know I, I I I'm I'm nitpicking. Like I said, I'm now in, he did I'm, have a triple double Titus against Buffalo, so people forget. There you go. I'm now <laughs> in a position where I'm no longer like talking myself into you. Kind of like trying to find reasons they're not number one. And I guess you point to that as like mm. the the point guard play uh, is it, like like Tristan Newton's a good player. Like you said, he, he triple double guy. But uh, is he what this team need? Like, do you need another guy that's going to get triple doubles, or do you need a guy that's going to facilitate, facilitate an offense? Yeah. I don't know. Um, they do put guys on the line a lot. Like the f- the free throw disparity last night, I don't think that's an anomaly. I think they played like I was just trying to foul. show that's how bad how, how yeah. badly they beat Florida in that game. They won yeah. by twenty one, and they had that kind but of disparity. I, I think at the that's line. like a thing that is we're gonna get out of UConn a lot this year. Is their other teams gonna be shooting a lot of free throws? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might worry me. Um, and then like Jackson and Aline and 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 uh Sonogo and like whoever else like shooting too many threes like I guess those are my flaws those would be the three flaws I see right now is like we don't we don't need you guys pulling when you're wide every single time you're wide open you're wide open for a reason yeah. but other than that like you look at this UConn team dude their their defense is insane they have athletes at every single spot on the floor they bring a 7-2 guy off the bench that dunks on everybody and grabs every rebound and like isn't that's the thing about like guys like Klingon that come in the game that uh are are big dudes that are young and uh are coming off the bench they're usually just like big bumbling oaf ogre type dudes <laughs> that like can't you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what he could actually play. Was. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like what Edie once was. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's it's that's good what, to see the evolution, yeah. the growth. Yeah. So uh anyway, I I I wanted to start the show just saying UConn, you are officially the the most terrifying team in college basketball. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna be the number one team. I don't know. I don't know how all that shakes out. Doesn't matter. As of December, what is it? The eighth. Mm-hmm. As of December eighth, you are the most terrifying team in college basketball. And one last thing to point point out for UConn fans that they're going to love. Uh, did you see this? The Duke uh, men's basketball account, uh, I guess, responded late at night 
to some UConn fan account and basically said that Madison Square Garden is the home of the Duke Blue Devils. Really? And, uh, uh -oh. you know, the Huskies. Uh -oh. they, they believe that they own MSG. And if you look at the track record, they, they believe they own Duke. So <laughs> this is the official Duke account did this. And, uh, you know, I checked in and it's like 5,000 quote tweets, 36 likes. What the kids say, a ratio, uh -huh. and uh, the UConn fans are absolutely obliterated. <laughs> so I, I honestly think Duke, uh, they should be worried because UConn is fully back, and when they're back, it is not, it is not good news for Duke. Oh four, the Final Four, people forget. Yeah, ninety nine, I mentioned before. Yeah. So Jim Calhoun always did well. Who owns Duke. MSG? Is do we need like a power ranking? I think we should do that. What about uh, St. John's, who literally plays? They, they the literally play there, and they beat Duke in the Garf game when they played each other. Uh, when you know Chris Mullen was coaching, people forget Coach K came there and he said he would never play a yeah. game that late in the season again. Basically, blamed the people for putting on the event, even though it was supposed to honor Howard Garfinkel. Uh, he was like, "This is all your fault." <laughs> Chris Mullen, it's like great game. Shamari Pond's like great game. He's like, "Shut up." <laughs> I think Coach K would be number one on who is the face of MSG, which is uh, in his own, you know, that, that's what Duke fans would say. It's Coach K's ability. Villanova just won the Big East tournament. Still technically the defending uh, mm, Big East tournament champions. That's true. You know? That's true. Villanova yeah. fans definitely would fight UConn fans over. What about Patrick Ewing? Yeah. Remember he won, uh, mm. remember he won that Jeremy Big East Lynn. tournament that Some one time? Jeremy Jeremy Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> Is that a new segment on the show? Who owns MSG? <laughs> I like it. Let's build a. Let's do power rankings of who owns MSG. Uh, anything else on UConn? Or should we talk about one of the games that happened in uh, MSG? Let's talk about Texas. I feel like Texas okay. is. Uh, it, it was a real confounding thing for this show. I mean, we know who Texas basketball has always been. Yeah. But then we're watching Chris Beard. We we both believe in Chris Beard. Uh, we think we. It's he, a matter of time. It's, it's a, a matter. It's of always time. been a matter yes. of time that uh, Texas is. Someone you know, would get it right. Yeah. And Chris Beard yeah. has checked all those boxes, and he also. I mean, you know, climbed up, you know, out of the ranks and, you know, he, everything looks right. But Texas still had a bit of fraud to him because they had not won outside of the state of Texas. They go to MSG. Yeah, this game was, I mean, signed, sealed and delivered for the Longhorns. They should have won this game. But somehow, some way, Illinois, with the help of Jaden Epps and, uh, you know, Dane Danger, who was great in this <laughs> Danger. game. I mean, Dane Danger. Danger. I mean, he really set the tone and, and kind of gave Illinois a nice spark they needed in this game. And then overtime, uh, you know, TJ Shannon, Terrence Shannon Jr. came to life. I, I was texting you in the Is first Is he actually half. TJ or are you the only one? Because I feel like you no, might be the only one. That's, no, people uh, are calling him TJ. Because every time I watch Illinois play, they're still calling him Terrence. Because they're behind the times. Okay, all right. He, all he, right. he branded himself TJ. I heard him say it. That's the reason I say it. Because I, I love a brand makeover, especially when you're trying to make people forget. Like Trevon Brazil, right? He's at Missouri. No one's talking about him. He transferred to Arkansas. He throws down the big dunk. And and brand brand makeover. Everyone's like, oh my god, who's this freshman for Arkansas? <laughs> That's what you got to do. You're not wrong. And, and You're not wrong. TJ Shannon. I think he was a little in his head because Chris Beard obviously recruited him. He played for Chris Beard at Texas Tech. So you know that there was a whole bunch of emotions. But once we got to overtime, uh, Shannon clicked in. Ended up getting 16 points um, in overtime in the second half. So uh, it was good to see that. But I, I want to talk about Texas because th this this brought me back into calls for concern are in territory when it comes to Texas. Uh, yeah, not I all mean, the way. I'm not panic I don't, button. They're I don't think Texas is a fraud. Uh, I think uh, I think Texas just like a little over uh, 
over eager, overzealous to crown Texas. The, mm-hmm. the, the crowning was a little premature, and yeah. and I, Texas is going to be a great team all year. They're they're. I still think Texas, like when you look at like what we've seen out of Kansas and Baylor so far this season, I think Texas uh, is is the best team in the Big Twelve, aren't they? I mean, like they are they I the team so. that you would feel the highest on right now. Right now, I mean, Big Twelve fans listening know how this all shakes out, and that Allen Fieldhouse is going to enter the equation <laughs> and like yeah, chew teams up and spit teams out. <laughs> like you know, at the end of the day, uh-huh. probably going to be Kansas, but. Uh, as as far as like teams that we like right now, Texas is. I'm still very high on them. It's just the 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 feeling of like waiting to see what we're going to get out of Texas. Like the their 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 schedule has been garbage. Other than two games, they beat Creighton and they beat Gonzaga both at home. They blew the doors off Gonzaga, um, which at the time felt like a a, a huge win. I mean, if 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 you're building an island of people that are going to hang out on that all beat Gonzaga. That island's going to fill growing. up pretty quickly. It's growing. Yeah. It's going to be pretty big by the end of the season, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this Gonzaga team is not the Gonzaga teams of past. That's becoming very clear to me. Um, so, like, yeah, that, that, that I don't mean to say that's not a good win. It was. It was just like, it's that's just not, not the enough. quality that it was at the time. Beating Gonzaga at home isn't enough for me to be like, damn, mm-hmm. that's the best team in the country. Right. And then yeah. Creighton had my attention, but at the same time, Creighton couldn't hit shit. Creighton turns around, loses to Nebraska at home. So now you're like starting to look at the whole picture of Texas and you're like, I, they are a very good team. Love the pieces. Um, but they, they, they literally not played a game outside of the state of Texas. Yeah. They finally do. Uh, they were, they were, they should have won this game. They, Absolutely. They, they let this game, they kind of choked this thing away. Um, and that comes down back to the reason why I was kind of excited about Texas. And I thought that they may have turned the corners because I thought with Hunter, with Tyrese Hunter being a true point guard, he'd be a closer. They, they had someone to not or, only close uh, the game, but control the control, game. Control, yeah. And know how to, we, we should win this game. So let's ice this game. Let, let's, let's have that one possession where we need to score. Let's get that one stop we need. But yeah. to me, the person that looks like the most sound when it comes to those decisions is Jabari Rice. Yeah. Sir Jabari, Sir Jabari, also yeah. a nice you know brand makeover. He went from Sir Jabari Rice to just a Jabari now. Yeah, he's letting everyone. He's been know unknighted. That. Yeah, he's no longer a Sir. <laughs> I think I think when the Queen died, he lost the Sir. Yeah, he's like I think the he's, Sir. He's like I'm done. Yeah, I'm done yeah. with this. But Jabari Rice actually seen more of someone uh, like in that mode, in that mindset than Carr or yeah. Hunter. And that is, I was excited about Hunter being there for Carr's sake, but Carr still wants the ball at the end of games, and uh, I think little you're hero right. ball. There's a little bit of uh, who's actually making these decisions, so I think some of that stuff has to get worked out. I think Marcus Carr is the guy that that uh, is ultimately going to have to make the plays for yeah. them down the stretch. He's 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 got the Caleb Love. He's he's got the uh, that gene that mm-hmm. uh, when it's the final. If if Texas is in fact in the final four and there's two minutes left and you're down by one, you're just kind of giving the ball to Marcus Carr, saying like, "Please save us." Yes, and he's gonna say he's gonna say, <laughs> "Watch this." <laughs> What happens next? I don't know. But step uh, back, crossover. If he's playing yeah. against Ohio State, I promise you, he will make the shot. That hundred percent. If he's playing against other teams, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Like Tyrese Hunter is supposed to be the guy that says, like Marcus Carr is more like we're down one, we need a big shot type guy. Let's let's cross our fingers. He he hits it. Tyrese Hunter is the guy. Like we're up four with a minute and a half. Let's ice this game. Mm-hmm. And let's have yeah, a good for, possession. Yeah, let's like run yeah. the clock at like mm-hmm. yeah, run the football, get the first down. We'll get a good shot we'll here. To, yeah, yeah. Um, or we'll go to the free throw line. Yeah, there's things like that. Little, and I small still think decisions. they're figuring that part out. I I don't think uh, th- there's not there's not calls for concern in that. Like I don't think the Tyrese Hunter Marcus Carr marriage is going to work. Like I think it's going to work. I think they're yeah, gonna, they're, they're, they're like going to be fine. Yeah. And they like each other. Um, 
But yeah, they're still ironing that out. This, this game to me was, was, it ended up being like a fun finish. It was pretty chaotic and sloppy on both sides. Mm -hmm. And uh, it started out really fun. Like Matthew yeah, Myers, Matthew Myers hit, hitting everything and, and looking like a star. Um, a lot of one on one, a lot of airballed shots, mm -hmm. a lot of. Uh, a lot of guys knew that they were playing in MSG. Yeah. Um, and that, Danger and that, airballed a free throw at one point. Yeah, a lot of guys <laughs> didn't know that they were. They like were in Terrence MSG. Shannon, for example, he, he was in there and you could tell in the first half. I don't know if it was Chris Beard in his head or M something was in his head where he was like, I'm not even here in this game. And then well, they overtime said, came they and did he was the locked thing, in. Uh, where they, they showed Terrence TJ. I'm sorry. I don't want to dead name him. Uh, they they showed TJ's uh, <laughs> his uh, uh, stats from other times he played MSG. And then they like I think it was Holly Rose said like uh, he he told me before the game he loves playing here. He loves putting on a show yeah. when he comes to New York. I don't like that tape. I mm -hmm. like that out of my NBA players that have been in the league for like seven or eight years. I don't like that out of guys that are still in college that are like every time I come to New York I want to put on a show. Yeah, that's not what that's not what we need out of our college basketball players. And, and honestly, Sky Clark, we love Sky, Sky Clark. Yeah. He's a friend of the program, but he definitely had an MSG mindset. Yes. and and in this so, game, Brad Brad Underwood's like, you have to come and sit down, and we're gonna have to put in Jaden Epps. So I guess uh, I want to talk about Illinois a little bit because you 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 love Illinois. You're you're <laughs> you Illinois, Illinois. You do. You want to tongue kiss I, Illinois? I, I want Illinois. I, I think like, we've talked about who's it your who's your second team when carolina country like carolina is your team obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you, you seem to fall in love with ucla yes in illinois yes arizona's up there tennessee so who's your, tennessee who's your second team right now right now like this season currently that yeah. i that i believe in is my second team arizona it's still Arizona. Yeah, yeah, All right. I, I thought you were going to say Illinois because Illinois. I think it's still Arizona. Tommy you, Lloyd got me. You know what I mean? I don't know what kind of spell yeah. he put on me, but I'm like, I was explaining I to uh, our friend Wildbags. Uh -huh. um, uh, I was DMing with him on Twitter when uh, Arizona lost to Utah. And he's like, what happened? I was like, I was like, Wildbags was on Pac 12 Network. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, I said, uh, uh, we were, I was talking about the Maui bump and like how. It's it's not looking great. Not this Cray year. Creighton's falling off. And, yeah, and, not this year. Uh, Maybe for the tournament though. But I said uh, something happens when when you and I go to Maui, where it's it's like we're in the Bachelor. We're we're like on the Bachelor, where we're we're put in this exotic location <laughs> with these teams. It's like Bachelor. It's bachelor like, in Paradise. It's basketball Bachelor is what it is. Yeah, it's Bachelor in Paradise, where where you and I are just like we're said such an intimate setting in Paradise mm -hmm. with these basketball teams. That we decide to get married, like we're, yeah. we're we're there for one week, and we're like, I'm, I'm a ready wildcat. To, yeah, you're like, I'm ready to marry Arizona. I'm done. I thought I was a yeah. Blue Jay. I got <laughs> wooed by the Blue Jays. <laughs> That's the best way I describe it. So like every time when we leave Maui and we're high on all the Maui teams, yeah. it's because of that. It's like it's such an intimate environment, and you're around them all the time, and you're like. I'm convinced that these are the six best teams in the country. Like I, yeah. I except for Louisville, they're the five best teams in the country. <laughs> like I walked away from Maui, sort of seen a path for Cincinnati. Still, I was of like, they, Cincinnati sucked when they played basketball, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I like their vibes. I like their vibes. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they can get somewhere. Yeah, that's the problem. And I think that happened with Arizona big time. Well, UCLA got me the first time we went to Maui, 2019, mm -hmm. when Mick Cronin mm -hmm. came out there and was basically like, I've never been to a concert before, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I was like, whoa, this this guy has my attention. And uh, yeah, so, so this year I think it's Arizona. It's but Arizona, but it's Illinois, Illinois but, still still is a team that has my attention because of the fact that they have a guy like TJ Shannon. They have a, a star, right, on their team. I really liked what I saw from Matthew Meyer. This was, you know, Andy Katz after the game was like, this is the Matthew Meyer we've been waiting on. And Matthew Meyer's like, what? <laughs> He's like, you guys have been saying that? 
<laughs> so that was awesome. Well, so I, I like to I like to see him go off. And then with with Jaden Epps and Scott Clark, you I, I think you have two actual point guards on your team that can actually win you games. And that's what we need in March. I think Illinois, though, uh, I said this after they beat. Uh, who did they beat? They beat UCLA. Mm -hmm. They beat. Uh, yeah, that was a big game. Yeah, that, was, that, that, that was that was my two was faves. Big, yeah. <laughs> Heart divided. House divided. House divided. <laughs> Uh, uh, when, when they beat UCLA, I remember doing the show for Maui, and I I made a nonsensical comment that I want to see Illinois at their worst. Yes. and I understood how irrational that was, but like, I I still stand by it that I that that this, in this game though, I almost texted you this in this game. I think we saw Illinois at their worst. We kind of did, yeah. Like the turnovers and things, it, it was the worst version of them. And I I love to see guys could come off the bench and make plays. Like Epps makes huge two huge free throws that he got iced on. Yeah. He still makes it. Hits the I'm, big three too. It hits yeah. the big three. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this guy's checking a lot of boxes for me. Dane Danger already brought up, comes off the bench, starts, you know, tipping balls out, getting extra possessions, you know, being physical, setting the tone. You're like, even when they're playing their worst, they have other guys they can throw out there. And it felt like sometimes they were handcuffed to Kofi. They were handcuffed yeah. to Corbello. Yeah. And and you don't know where it's coming from. Exactly. You don't know. Yeah. They, I don't even think they know. And I guess that's the point I want to make is that like I do love this <laughs> Illinois team. Um, their ceiling is incredible. They they mm -hmm. I think uh I think as more time goes by and we get more data points, uh, big games like this, um, I, I'm going to eventually get to the point where I convince myself they could theoretically win a national championship. Like yes. they are they are good enough to beat any team in the country on any given night. Um I don't think I'm ever going to get to a point where I believe that this team can win six games in a row exactly. in the tournament. That's the issue. That, I have that's the issue. And I think like this game because Coleman Hawkins at his best. We're talking yeah. triple doubles. This yes. guy, this guy is making insane passes. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But then when the game gets a little bit tighter and guys are pushing out a little bit more, and Coleman Hawkins is throwing behind the back passes <laughs> on cuts that are going right out of bounds, and you're losing pivotal possessions, you're gonna be like, "Why? Why did we? What's happening? Why are we letting this happen?" So I see a little bit of that too. But again, in this game, we saw that. And they still dug themselves out of a hole, which made me feel, you know, a little bit better about Illinois. All chances. you need to say about Illinois is Matthew Meyer is seventh in, on their team in scoring right now. Yeah. He's seventh on their team in scoring. And yeah. that's a guy who, when he was at Baylor, I I thought he was going to enter the draft and and some team was going to take a chance on him when mm. he was like a fresh. What, what was his big year? Freshman, sophomore year? Um, that whole, boy, that whole time period, just, it's hard to remember. <laughs> what, what year was that? 21, they won the title, but like yeah. 2020... Uh, I think 21 was when he had his breakout. So yeah. that would have been his, his junior year? I don't know. I think it was his sophomore doesn't year. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Point is, uh, when they when they won the championship and he was coming off the bench um, and wasn't getting a ton of minutes because they were so deep and so loaded, he won the game for him at West Virginia. You remember yes. that game? Yes. When he went bananas and he was in front of his people with his mullet and mm -hmm. his goatee and uh, the West Virginia fans were looking at each other like, we can't even hate this guy. No, He's one uh, of why, us. Did, why didn't we recruit him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coach. Coach Huggins. Um, but when he when he's showing when he's showing uh when he was showing me that I was like this guy might go to the like he might just enter the he might throw his name in the draft have like yeah. a few good workouts and get drafted um stuck around like he's been inconsistent as we know Andy Katz is is apparently a hater and, and <laughs> wants more from him no but, he wasn't uh, a hater. it was on display in that first half man like how how when he gets going he's he's incredible and he's the seventh leading scorer on this team. Well, I like what? that. I mean, he shaved the mullet and he said it was because, you know, Coach Underwood told him he should try to look more professional, which I'm like, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is coach. Shout out to Coach Underwood. He's such an old school coach in that way. Uh, but then he also said he wanted to be the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Matthew Meyer yeah. said this. Um, this is what he told Jay Billis, apparently. So I love to hear that.
And I love that Matthew Meyer is trying to work on his defense because that means that, hey, in at times in games, maybe in the tournament where they're struggling to find offense, Matthew Meyer's playing great defense. They're like, all right, thank yeah. you. But please take the ball, go make something happen. In this game, they needed him to because Shannon was a no-show. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was seeing ghosts in the first half. I didn't know what was going on. And Matthew Meyer kept him in the game. And then they, you know, went on from there. So it's nice to have it in your back pocket, but it's not a primary option, which I think he he kind of thrives well, in that role. I thought Billis put it well when he said that that Meyer is uh, Illinois ceiling. That's the that's the way to describe him. Yes. When he's when he's playing at his best, national you, title you get to type see, team. You get to see how good they are. Yeah. Um, great commentary from Wendy Billis's husband. I thought. Yes. Um, that was that, that was a very astute <laughs> famously, observation. Famously known. By, uh, yeah. <laughs> by Wendy Billis's husband. Um. But uh, yeah, man, the, the the Illinois team, it's it's like it's I, I the, the few times I've watched them play well, I've I've come away from it thinking like, like I need I need to I need to lay down for a second because that was like a chaotic. Mm. It, it's it's like their their whole the whole experience with Illinois this year is like trying to harness the chaos and like get it all moving in the same direction, and that's Brad Underwood's job, you know, like that's what he's trying to do. But then at the same time, the camera will cut to Brad Underwood on the sideline, and he's like more chaotic. Than his team. <laughs> he's passing out. Yeah. <laughs> and his assistant coaches are trying to hold the him players up. always take on the personality of yeah. the coach and uh, Brad Underwood. I so, mean, what a what a personality. As a neutral observer, I'm like, I need like one calming influence on this team. I don't think it exists. I just love that it was okay. over like a goaltending call. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pretty bang bang. <laughs> that was funny. That was great. Um. But no, I Illinois is going to. Uh, I, I I do. That, that's the way I describe it. Like the, the trajectory they're on. I think by the end of the year, I'm going to say, uh, yes, Illinois definitively can beat anybody, and they can beat you by ten, fifteen yeah. on any given night. Um, but do I trust that they're going to be able to win six games in a row? I don't. Do I trust that I they don't would win the Big Ten? I don't either. I don't I, trust. I, that I don't either. think they're a team that's going to win the Big Ten regular season. They might win the tournament, but. If I was an Illinois fan and the the Illinois is like a four seed in the NCAA tournament or a five seed, whatever they end up being, because they're probably going to have a couple bad losses, mm-hmm. but then they're going to have some great wins. And the, when the water finds its level, they're like a five seed, say, four seed. Uh, when the bracket comes out, I'm going to look at every single matchup. And it, it, this is me being an Illinois, if I was an yeah. Illinois fan. I would look at every single matchup and I would say, we can beat those guys. And I would pick a one yeah. the national championship. And I'd feel really good about it. I, I've done that multiple times <laughs> yeah. in brackets. This is this is my problem with Illinois. I keep thinking that they're going to get over the hump. You know what I mean? I keep thinking this is the year. And I maybe because this year going into it, it wasn't the year. Maybe there's a chance. There's a spark. And you look at their guy, like Terrence Shannon has played in big games and big moments on big stages. You know what I mean? Matthew Meyer played in a national championship. These guys have played in the tournament on big stages. Right. So it's not like the lights are going to be too bright for some of their main guys too. So that is also another factor where you know, with Io and, and Kofi and Curbelo, sometimes it felt like, oh no, this is this is not going well. They're just going to basically be like, okay, yeah. hands off, let it happen. Um, I don't see those guys doing that. Even though Terrence Shannon was doing that a little bit in the first half <laughs> of this Texas game. Is Cameron Crutrug still at uh, Loyola? No, probably. No, I don't think he is. We have nothing to worry about. Okay, if you're good. Illinois, you're good. Do you see Sister Jean is uh, coming out with a book? She wrote a book. Did she really? Yeah. I saw Seth Davis tweeting about it. I don't know what kind of deal he's Seth done. Seth Davis with wrote a book with Sister Jean. I think he wrote the forward of the book. <laughs> like he he like wrote the prologue and he's like, in case you missed it, this lady went to the final four in 2018. <laughs> Against the odds. Her crossover was unstoppable. Her spin move we've yeah. never seen before. Bob oh Cousy was gushing as Sister Jean 
took her team to the do you final think, four. Do you, in the book, does she write about um, when when Villanova was... They, they played Villanova. They played Michigan. Villanova beat Kansas. Yeah, Michi- yeah. When, when Michigan was uh, running away with it, um, that she... She, ro- she, she bounced. She bounced early. Yeah. Do you think there's a, that story is in the book? I don't know, but a lot of people were comparing it to when the, I'm not being a hater. I'm just, no. I'm, I'm just, we're, we're just, we're a facts yeah. only podcast and I'm not trying to like pile on history. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but the facts are that like when, when the going got tough, she did, she, she rolled the hell out yeah. of there. It, it was shades <laughs> of the Pistons against the Bulls when they yeah. walked out. That's what people did not saying. shake hands. <laughs> she did not shake hands. She was, she was like, roll me out of here. I'm pretty sure she gave the bird to Duncan Robinson. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I would have to get him on the show and ask him, but there was, there was definitely some. I just There's remember in the moment when uh when Ohio State beat uh beat Loyal <laughs> last year in the tournament and uh Holtman tweeted the picture of him like he's bending over and he's got his hands on his knees to talk to Sister Jean and he he tweeted the picture and it was just like great meeting Sister Jean uh I I retweeted it and then I did the Billy Madison quote yeah. with uh you can trouble me for a warm glass to shut the hell up <laughs> and I just remembered that Holtman was so shook by that because he thought. <laughs> he was like did i just get memed he, he he texted me and was like come on man <laughs> but she i mean she when, uh, wrote a book no, she, i just remember that like me my uh my sister jean stick uh sometimes uh i mean look sister jean it was the reason why we took we we took you know aim at sister jean is because she took all of the attention away from the players. Yeah, we've explained ourselves. We, I yeah. think I think the we people get it. it. I think the people get it. And I think the fact that we're not hearing from her uh, as Loyola's having the worst year they've had did since you, 2018. Did you see of, DePaul has had a sister there longer with their program? So Sister Jean's a fraud. I'll write her forward. What's her name? I'll I don't, write, I don't I'll know, write her but, we, but, but I saw that news come out. Uh, DePaul, because we mentioned Sister I, Jean transferring to DePaul. And right. I said, we don't need Sister Jean. We have a better yeah, we sister. Have, we have a starting quarterback already. Yes. We don't need the... And, we, and we're, we're all in. <laughs> yeah. We're all in. We're not interested in the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, we just got to get these Chicago recruits. <laughs> um, that's uh, I I don't write anymore. Uh-huh. I used to be a writer once upon a time. Tim. Yeah. Um, is this is this how I get back into the world of writing? As I write forwards mm. for nuns who are uh, college basketball fans who want to write books. I'm I reach writing- out. I reach out to all the nuns across the country, and I'm like, if you want to write a college basketball book, I will write. Your I will forward. write your forward. Yeah. Don't ask Seth Davis. Ask me. I'll do it. I am currently writing a forward for a book about Duke sucking. <laughs> Are you really? Not even kidding. That is the truth. Why would they reach out to you though? You're pretty unbiased about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, how, that seems weird. That's gonna yeah. I, have to I literally to I think I'm that. just gonna write um, on the next page is all the nice things I can say about Coach K, and then you turn the page and it's just blank. <laughs> Uh, I had one more thought on uh, Illinois, Texas that I just I wanted to, to tip my hat to Jim's cousin, uh, Brock Cunningham for Texas. Oh, yes. Um, I hate this man. Who, you hate him? <laughs> not, it's not his fault. It's just because I, I, I view him as Jim's Jersey cousin. Says yeah, I see Jim Cunningham <laughs> playing for Texas. You see anytime Brock Cunningham has success, yeah. like Jim is like No, it's a very smiling a somewhere, you know? thing going on where like when I see Brock Cunningham do anything, I see Jim's face on his face. Yeah. 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 Um, he's I, I, I noticed in overtime he took he did the jump ball and uh he tried to steal the tip. Mm. when Very he, he, he was in the he was in the center uh ball goes up instead of jumping with uh, i forget was it danger i forget who coleman Hawkins. i forget who was jumping yeah with, for i can't remember um instead of jumping with him to compete for the ball mm-hmm. cunningham uh i don't i don't know how to describe it uh like runs back to like try to to inter to, to intercept 
the tip going to the Illinois guard. Like he he he's in the middle. He's supposed to be the guy jumping. He's like, no, I'm gonna go run around and try to steal it. And I thought that's a very Jim Cunningham move. Yeah, that was a Jim move. A cunning that's ham. A, that's a Cunningham move. He, your yeah. name says a lot about you sometimes. But and, also uh, maybe Baycott should do that if he's losing all the tips for Carolina. Maybe he should. Uh, Pete Nance, uh, by the way, against Virginia Tech, jumped and won the tip. So Pete Nance should jump for every tip. From he's now got on. he's got good genes, dude. His dad won the. Yeah, but he does not jump like Larry or Larry Nance Jr. If Larry Nance Jr. was on Carolina right now, Carolina would actually be the number one team in the country. That's that's a good segment. We'll save that for next week. Is uh, <laughs> yeah. what players if they were on this Carolina team? If Brandon Ingram, we'll go through the NBA top seventy five all time. Yeah, and you tell me if. Carolina added them to the roster. Would they still be number one? Mm. We'll save that for next week. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Dame would help this team. <laughs> Bob Cousy. Does he help the team? I don't think Cousy helped. Uh, should we take a break and then do some fraud power rankings? Please. Let's All do All right. It. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk frauds. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Roback is back and college basketball is back as well. There isn't a better duo and we couldn't be more excited here at Titus and Tate. The best way I can describe Roback is best fit, best feel. First, Roback's performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. From college athletes to professionals, people can't take them off. I can't myself. The best part about wearing a rowback hoodie is when you see someone else wearing one, you just give them that subtle nod because you know they get it. It's like when you see someone else driving a Jeep when you drive a Jeep. Second, rowback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. They are the definition of versatile, perfect to rock in an arena or on your couch. These quarter zips are incredible. Finally, rowback's performance polos are the only polos we wear here at Titus and Tate. You can't find a better looking, better feeling performance polo. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are just too good not to throw on. Roback has been gaining traction big time, fresh off announcing sponsorships with potential National Player of the Year. I hope so. Armando Baycott and Virginia star Kihei Clark. These guys are on a roll. We always spy that two-stripe ridge on the back in the wild. We've been told before, and we truly mean it, there is no better time to hop on the Roback train. So use the code TITUS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first purchase through the end of this week. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off all polos, quarter zips, and hoodies with the code TITUS. Make sure you get your holiday shopping done with Roback. We're also brought to you by our great friends at Coors Light. These days, it seems life forces us to be on all the time. But every now and then, it's important to stop and reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. I know that's what I do. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. The holidays are on their way, and so are the festivities that come along with them. Everyone's flying back, getting home, seeing the family. But in between the shindigs and socializing, it's important to pause and make time for the little moments, too. Take a second or two to chill this holiday season with Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. And right now you can enter for a chance to win a Coors Light chill holiday kit. Now, let me just tell you, I uh, I will be going home to North Carolina to see my family. And when I'm hanging out with them, uh, you know, in between catching up, I'll be sure to, you know, take a break from the holiday hustle with the Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. 
It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. So make time to chill this holiday season and reach for the beer that's made to chill and go to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. That's T ampersand T for your chance to win an exclusive chill holiday kit complete with the sweatsuit, beanie, socks, and gift cards. No purchase necessary. Ends 1-2-23 at 11.59.59 p.m. Central Time. Must be legal resident of the 50 U.S. and D.C. 21 years of age or older. Void where prohibited. See official rules at believeinchill.com for entry instructions, odds, prizes, restrictions, etc. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And finally, we are brought to you by our friends at Buy Optimizer. Have you guys heard about Buy Optimizer? My buddy has been taking their new supplement and telling me about how it's made him feel. And one of the best things you can do to improve your health is to get at least seven hours of quality sleep every night. I know that's hard. I know I've been trying uh, to do that myself. Your mind keeps you awake. You can't get comfortable. You wake up early and can't fall asleep again. There are hundreds of reasons why you can't get seven hours of quality sleep every night. But listen, it's super important because your body heals itself when you sleep. And if you're not getting enough quality sleep, you're increasing your risk of disease and making it harder to lose weight. Would you like to know an easy way to get more quality sleep every night? Make sure you're getting enough magnesium. Believe it or not, studies show around 75% of people don't have enough of it, which helps explain why so many people have sleep problems. Unfortunately, most magnesium supplements are not full spectrum, so they most likely won't fix your magnesium deficiency or help you sleep better. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium, and you should get all of them if you want to exercise its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Buy Optimizer. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed, and you'll be amazed by how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to www.magbreakthrough.com slash Tate and enter code Tate to get 10% off any order. Again, that is www.magbreakthrough.com slash Tate. These products or statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. All right, Fraud Power Rankings time. Uh, let's dive into it, Tate. Um, I'm excited. Only got five this week. Last week I had 10. A little ambitious. Don't get used to that. That's uh, <laughs> no, it was good though. I, I think it set thing. the tone. I, I also just want to point out that on last week's fraud power rankings, you pointed out that Red Panda is is off the table. She is not a part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of people that have that continue to reach out with Red Panda is yeah. back. Red Panda this. Well, Red Panda that. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because at number five <laughs> this week <laughs> is the fraud power rankings themselves. This will oh, happen from time wow. to time. Wow. If longtime listeners of the show yes. know that. Uh, the fraud power rankings will sometimes <laughs> appear on the fraud power rankings. And, Which uh, helps legitimize the fraud power rankings. It does. Yes. Um, as you said, uh, the fraud power rankings have, <laughs> have been keyed on Red Panda uh, for most of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I, after, after reviewing the tapes... And after this performance she had at Indiana last night, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're getting these tweets too. Like I the am. people, yeah, they're they're the friends of the program, me. boots on the ground, red panda. Like we 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 do not have a more uh, a better journalism network in this country than the listeners of this show <laughs> tracking red panda across the country. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time, like it, it's so funny that uh, I don't even really know where she's gonna be, but then like suddenly I will yeah. check my Twitter and I have like forty eight tweets of people that are at. I think this is some for, game for Red that, Panda. I think there's a chance that we find out. It's you know, have you, have you heard this about the DJ Marshmallow? You know, he wears the the, the helmet. Yeah. Apparently, there's there might be multiple. There's multiple Red Pandas. Well, there could be. You know what I mean? With all the with all the videos that I keep seeing, I'm like, how can Red Panda be everywhere 
At That's the same a great time. point. Well, uh, the fraud power rankings are number five this week because the fraud power rankings have been attacking Red Panda, saying she's washed mm. up, saying she's over the hill. Um, <laughs> it got to a point where it was no longer like fun to pick on her. It was just sad, and we were we were that, that's why as you said at the top, like we had moved on. We moved on. We're like we're mm. just gonna put her over here, give her the space to to work, <laughs> work on, on her, her craft, work on her issues, <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll revisit at some point. But like this is this is a disaster. Uh, Red Panda's back, dude. Red Panda at Indiana. The, the clip that I saw, and again, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this is slanted journalism because maybe she's dropping bulls and the, peop the people are only sending me the success hit, the, the, the ones where she hits. Um, but Red Panda hit, hit a four-bull uh, uh, toss. No hands. Didn't even think about using her hands. Yeah. It was, was, it was vintage Panda, and it got me thinking... <laughs> Like it was, it felt like a very pull host moment, you know, where yeah. like she, she was like back in right. form again. Are these bulls juiced is what I, <laughs> I asked myself. Is she juicing the bulls? Like what's going on here? But Tate, I went back and I reviewed the tapes. All right. Mm -hmm. And cause, cause th this has been eating to me. I'm like, what the hell happened with red panda? It, it entered my mind. Like you said, are there multiple red pandas? And like, we're just seeing, you know, like did the one I saw at Hinkle Fieldhouse that night, was that not actually red panda? Was yeah. that an imposter that, you know, um, so I, 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 I was, I was, it was, it was driving me crazy trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. I checked the tapes, dude. January 22nd, 2020. This is pre-pandemic. Syracuse is playing at Notre Dame. And Red Panda, there, there's video of Red Panda uh, on the internet somewhere. I know this because uh, I, I was tagged in it. So I, I searched my <laughs> own name at Red Panda. And I'm going back like through all these tweets of like people sending me Red Panda shit through the years. Uh, Syracuse at Notre Dame game. She missed all four of uh she she does the four bowl toss. Mm -hmm. She throws it up and she missed back and to the left. Uh it was like like both of her hand like the she throws it up and both of her hands go up immediately to catch like all four bowls. It, it, she's it, she's like, I lost it. It, yeah. it dude, it was it was like the saddest scene I've ever seen. Spills them everywhere. She only catches one of the four. Like she's going to mm -hmm. catch them all. Like she only catches one of the four with her hands, much less like her 25%. head. Like she's supposed to catch. Mm -hmm. Like she's supposed to. Um, but this was 2020, and I realized that what what we've seen out of Red Panda so far this season is is blowing that out of the water, dude. And I started like thinking, she's not actually on a decline. She's on she's on the come up, dude. Like she <laughs> like she. I think COVID was when she like hit 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 her her bottom and like really had to like when covid happened i think she really had to pack it in and 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 review the tape during that that you know the time off and like try to figure out what the hell was wrong with her um and i think what we're seeing now is is dare her i return. say it, a re apex dude. yeah we're seeing the re apex this is like right a tiger woods type thing yeah. this is this is the 2019 masters yeah. and so what i what i what i the reason the fraud power rankings are number 5 is cuz what they got wrong was that the game at Hinkle Fieldhouse to open the season, uh, when Red Panda was dropping bowls and using the hand of God, and then you know was out there trying to hit the five like a thousand times and couldn't hit it. Um, she was on her way back up. She was not on the way down. All right, and we saw that last night at Indiana when she hits the four bowls. I still haven't seen her hit a five bowl yet. Still do not have footage of that. I do not have that either. I need some recent I have footage not seen of, that. of her hitting the five. Yeah. But I think she's on her way back up, and I think she's she's figured it out. So I just wanted to say that, that uh, I, I think the fraud power rankings got it wrong. It's all right, though. I mean, it, that's part of the fraud power rankings being on the fraud power rankings because it keeps everyone, um, you know, accountable. That's all we it want. Does. We want yeah. accountability. Our favorite ability on this show is accountability. Yeah. The fraud power rankings will come for anyone. Not deniability, time. like some people may think, when it comes to <laughs> yeah. plausible uh, implications and Rick Pitino, but we like accountability. Uh, 
what else we like on the show is monitoring the situation. Yes, so uh, I love we to will, do that. We will continue to monitor this red paint. We're gonna keep an eye on it. We will keep the tweets coming. <laughs> keep the uh, the friends of the program. Keep keep uh, you know. Mm. I, I the, the job's not done yet. We have a long way to go. Yeah, we have. It's only December. We got to see her peak in March. You know, mm. we don't want her peaking right now. I got to see that five. Will goal. she be at the final four? That would be great. I think there's a chance. Jim Nance's final final yeah. four, and of is course, Red, Red Panda. Panda. <laughs> One of my favorite acts in all of sports. <laughs> Going for the five bowl here in Houston. What's your second favorite? What's the second most famous halftime show in basketball? I mean. What, what's one that comes to mind? Like just When do... I was a kid, Carolina used to have the Blues Brothers. Like they would come out of the crowd and like the music start playing. And they'd run on the court, do a bunch of hijinks, like make a shot. You know, yeah. da, da, da. That was always fun. Love the Blues Brothers. Um, the Globetrotters, you know, they would do halftime antics. You know, they would come out and do stuff. Um that was always fun, but I, I don't even know what it is. Uh, I well, mean, the one, uh, the Florida UConn game, they had the dog, the, the tiny dog on the basketball. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. I like the dog on the basketball. I mean, like, anytime the, the that they put on a show that quickly, I'm more impressed by the event production aspect of it sometimes than even what's going on. You know, I I'm think like, I can't number, believe they did this. My number one halftime show forever will be. I I, I can't like Red Panda had a good run. And, yeah, and for a second I was really into Red Panda, but. Uh, she was still number two behind uh, local youths playing pickup basketball. Oh, with yeah. With no rules whatsoever. Yeah. And the fat kid is just dominating mm -hmm. the ball and mm -hmm. pushing everybody out of the way and running with the ball. And the parents who are supposed to be refereeing the game are just laughing. And, and they're like, my kids are famous. Looking they're on at TV. their phone. They're like, my kids are <laughs> yeah. on TV. Even though they're not on TV. Yeah. They're showing commercials. They're like, my kid is on TV. That, yeah, and it's uh, it's not a game of five on five. It's like 15 on 15. Yes. It's, it's basically it's just PE. It's, it's, just it's, it's like a condensed PE session. They just throw the That's the best halftime. That's yeah. the best halftime. Uh, yeah. The find. Boys and Girls Club <laughs> <Yeah>. is here. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Uh, number four on the Fraud Power Rankings this week. ACL's tape. Mm. think about it when have you ever heard of an acl in a good context when have you ever heard like someone say you know like john morant gets his explosion because he's got like strong ACLs. very strong acls his acls are on another level he's got never we never ever hear about acls ever the only time acls show up to the party is when they're trying to ruin everything uh and and they did it again this week Trevon Brazil, as you said, uh, tore his ACL versus UNC Greensboro. Hated it. Um, he's out for the year. He was a guy that made Arkansas. Arkansas is still going to be good, uh, but he made Arkansas. Scary. Very, very scary. I think Arkansas was was on the list of most terrifying teams. Yes. You, know, you, you said UConn's yes. number one right now. Arkansas was there with Brazil. Helping. They were lurking. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it definitely changes this team. They're still going to be very good, but uh, boy, that's devastating news coming out of Fayetteville. Uh, Jalen Llewellyn of Michigan tore his ACL. Also, also on the same, all the all this happened on Wednesday. All this news comes out on Wednesday that Brazil's uh, out for the year with torn ACL. Jalen Llewellyn's out for the year for Michigan. Tore his ACL versus Kentucky in London. Um, Cameron Fletcher tore his ACL against uh, Virginia uh, on on a scary out of bounds play that like I saw one time. I, I said that to you and Rutherford. It was one of those. You watch it one time, you're like. Got it. Never yeah. need to never, see this. Yeah. Never show this to me again. Mm -hmm. um, and then Von Miller, who doesn't play college basketball to my knowledge, but does play for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, is good also at basketball. ACL. Yeah, he's, he's good at basketball yeah. too. Also tore his ACL. Also the news broke on uh, on Wednesday that he tore his ACL. So I, there's a, there's a, there's a moment in time where you, you could just say to somebody, do you hear about that ACL tear? And you, you would have to be very specific because even it's if like you said- like five answers. 
You're yeah. talking about the Von Miller? No, 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 the college basketball one. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, which one? Because there's still way too many answers. And I, I don't know, man. I was thinking about it. And I was like, ACLs are never good. Like, they're never, there's never a period of time where you're like, like a guy in the offseason was working on his ACL. And now he's coming back with a strong ACL. ACLs only exist to ruin everything. That's mm. it. I hate them. ACLs, I hate you. So, Same. Uh, it got me thinking, though. Should we preemptively do ACL replacements? Should we, should we as a society, like, when kids are like 12 and we can get ahead see, of it, get ahead of it, like take a 12 year old kid. And I think that's what microfracture surgery was, by the way. <laughs> I think like, that was like, I just know that microfracture micro surgery is like the worst thing to ever happen to knees. <laughs> yeah. That's all I know. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not actually, but uh, if you told me that's what microfracture actually was, was they were just like, let's take a guy who's got knee problems and just like nuke his knee. And just try to build it back. Let's just make it new. Let's just make it new. Why don't we just make it new? <laughs> and it never works. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why do we do that? Like, money, duh. Money. <laughs> uh, anyway, ACLs are a huge Frauds. bummer in basketball right now. And, uh, they're fraudulent. And get them out of my face. So that's number four. Uh, at number three on the fraud power rankings this week, Tate. And this is an issue that uh, I've tried to stay silent on for as long as I can. Like, I don't want to be a hater too much. And, and, and you know, I, I know things change and it's not the same as it was back in my day. Um, you know, kids are into different things. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I try to be understanding, but it, there's an epidemic in college basketball that, that needs to be stopped. And I, I've seen enough. Um, at number three, it's premature shooting shirt removers. Mm. Um, I don't know how this became acceptable, but we, it, th this, th there used to be, there used to be rules to this, Tate. If you do not get in the game, you do not take your shooting shirt off. Facts. You're sitting on the bench. You're wearing the shooting shirt. You got to stay warm. You got to stay warm. You mm -hmm. got to be ready. Mm -hmm. But also, there's like a stolen valor element to this that the guys who are taking their shooting shirts off before they get into the game, I see what you're doing. You're trying to sh tell the women in the stands that you play, that I play. Yeah. That I, gotta I do be, get in yeah, the game. In yeah. fact, I, I am a part of the rotation and coaches just waiting on my moment. Yeah. And, and, and when there's like, 12 minutes left in the game and you look over and I have my shirt, I'm sitting on the bench and my jersey's showing, you're going to subconsciously like start, you're, I, I'm gaslighting you. Yeah, I'm yeah, gaslighting yeah, you. Yeah, like yeah. you're going to start thinking like, was he in? Did I, yeah. did I miss that? Did, yeah. he, did he get some burn? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, this is, this is an epidemic. It's happening on, I, I, I initially made a list of teams that I saw were doing this. Uh, the list got so long that I was like, I can't even, I, I don't even have time to read off all the teams that are doing that. that all the teams that I've noticed this going on. This, this, Back in my day, Tate, would never happen. This is like, I, I, I don't know what, like, th this is like a cardinal sin for a bench warmer to take off your shooting shirt before you get in the game. It's like, it, it's stolen valor is exactly what it is. Because the other thing is like, when, you, when you're a guy checking into the game, especially the bench warmers, especially the walk-ons, um, part of the whole song and dance is doing the NBA shit where you're, you, you slowly are walking to the, the scores table you're, you're really milking, like taking off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a manager's following yes. you, and like you do the you're LeBron. You're ripping your pants off. The LeBron move where mm. you just like throw it on the ground mm. next to him instead of handing it to him. <laughs> <laughs> like this is all part of it. Yeah. Um, it's the show. This is yeah. show business. And yeah. I don't know what's gotten into these guys, but like it's 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 happening more and more in college basketball, and we got to put a stop to it, dude, because it's, it's so confusing uh, for those of us watching, trying to understand who's gotten into the game, who hasn't. Um, but it's really it just it, it's it comes on the down, coaches though. I mean, yeah. it used to be like you're like if you were trying to do that, your coach would say, "Put your warm up back on." Yeah, put your warm up back on. What that, are you that, doing? Yeah, you're exactly. Not, you're not, you're, it would literally yeah. the, it, it would be as simple and as direct as that. It would be like, "What are you doing? Please put your warm up back on." And if you don't, get off my bench. 
Yeah. But nowadays, with 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 the amount of photos, Instagram videos, things like yeah, that, you got to make sure you got to pop that warm up off. Well, make sure what, they see you in the jersey. You know what else it is? Yeah. Speaking of that, is I think warm ups in the warm up in the the layup line, you can dunk now. Yeah. They don't call technical fouls like they used to back in my day. If you were another thing, I'm pissed off about, dude, because we used to like <laughs> used to like cock it back to go dunk it, and then mm -hmm. you'd have to finger roll it over because you don't want to be the guy that's. That was also know. a fun move to watch too when guys would do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just aggressively, and <laughs> yeah, then like at yeah. the very last second, you gotta slightly lay it in. Um, so you can dunk in warmups now, and I think what guys are doing is they realize if I take off, if if I take off all the warmups and I'm wearing just my jersey, uh, and my social media director, whoever runs the social media accounts for our team, takes a picture of me dunking in warmups, I can Highlight zoom in real. on it, make it my my profile picture. The ladies aren't gonna know. No, they're not going to know. They're going to see me dunking, and they're going to be like, "Damn, yeah. this guy!" They're like, "Which one did yeah. you meet on the yeah. team?" You're yeah. like, "Right there, number seventeen." Yeah, yeah. and then he's cocking it back. Yeah, uh, we didn't have that luxury, but and mm -hmm. it's it's disgusting. It's stolen valor is what it is, and I see right through it. And I'm just calling out. It's it's just I don't know. We have to do better as a college basketball community. It's we very participation better. trophy conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. gets to take their warm ups off. Indiana, we don't like it. I, I said I wasn't going to call out individual teams. Indiana's entire team does it, and it's 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 upsetting because Indiana has like pretty sick shooting shirts they got the button-ups and the script indiana on the back and they're collared you know and they've been wearing them since mm -hmm. the 40s um i think i don't know it looks like they've been wearing them since the 40s with the candy stripes it's like the iconic warm-up look you know and they all take off their shooting shirts and they just wear their jerseys on the bench and it's disgusting and, it, and, it makes and that's sick. the one school where they're supposed to be we, we do things the traditional right. way right how basketball is supposed to be played it's it's disgusting uh and i, I yeah I, the other <laughs> maybe thing that's I thought, why they're not winning yeah, the other thing i thought was uh are guys trying to show off their names on the back of the jerseys? Ooh, you know, ooh. The, the, a lot of the shooting shirts don't have names on the back, but the jerseys do. Mm. But Indiana doesn't have names on the back, so I don't know what they what the hell they're trying to show their number. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if I can't show my name, I'll show my number. <laughs> uh, at number two on the fraud power rankings, Sam Houston State, or is it, or is it just Sam Houston? I don't know. I'm getting conflicting information. Oh, on this, really? By the way, some some people just call it Sam Houston. Some call it Sam Houston State. I got to throw the state in there because when I hear Sam Houston, I think of the man. You know. Mm -hmm. Same with James Madison, by the way. It's confusing. When you say James Madison played Virginia, just say really JMU. Well. I think yeah. JMU. JMU is yeah. more. Yeah, you got to You got to You got to differentiate. So it's still Sam Houston State to me. Um, the initial net rankings come out, Tate. Sam Houston State, as we know, was number seven in the net rankings. Uh, a lot of people were were very high on Sam Houston State. Uh, they beat Dallas Christian one hundred eleven to fifty eight <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, they beat Southwestern Adventist 120 <laughs> to 33 earlier in the year. I think most college basketball pundits were very, very high. Tate and I said not so fast. We we were on this. We yeah. were like, Hang I could I could see that the Bearcats are a little fraudulent. We felt we they did beat Oklahoma though. Did they really? Yeah, that was their first game. They beat Oklahoma 52 to 51. That is what they're hanging their hat on. That that's what the Bearcats. And you spelled with a K, I believe. Yeah, that's what the Bearcats are arguing. They're saying not so fast, even though we they won at Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was a classic trap game. Uh, well, they're number seven <laughs> in the initial net rankings, and you know, not us. We weren't we weren't buying it. We saw it coming mm. from a mile away that they that they were a little fraudulent. Seven felt way too high to me. I had them more in like the you know. I was like seventeen, seventeen or seventeen range. Uh, their very first game after being number seven in the net rankings, they lose by fourteen in Oklahoma State on Tuesday, Tate. <laughs> fraudulent they were never number seven that was okay. always too high so okay. uh i just wanted to, to, to call that out that's that that all of you that believed in sam houston state shame on you 
They are now twenty uh, second in the net ranking. They fell all the way to twenty second. Oh, really? They're still top yeah. twenty five though. Yeah. I'll say it though. I think that might be too high. I have <laughs> I have like thirty thirty one range. Sam Houston State was blowing out like uh, Southwest Adventist or so, Southwestern Adventist is what the yeah <laughs> and, and and so I pointed that out and I was like the net you know thank you to the net for worrying about the margins and then I had uh, some of these uh, you know mathematicians coming at me and telling me that the margins actually aren't a factor anymore. Then what is it? Because why else would Sam Houston? I think it's because they beat be Le, this high. Le, Le Torno, eighty-four <laughs> to forty-eight. I think, I think uh, after beating Southwestern <laughs> Adventist, they beat Le, Le Torno, um, and I think those back-to-back wins with the Oklahoma win, I think that just pushed them to the moon. And I yeah. think, I think the, the the lights were too bright for them, though. I don't think they were ever ready for this moment. Uh, lost Oklahoma State by 14. So I need to see Carolina versus Sam Houston State, and we'll see who actually is number 22 in the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Xavier Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> the fight for. Let's see who's 20. Ranked, let's see who's actually 22 second. in the country. <laughs> uh, at number one on the fraud power rankings, it is the Cole Center. The oh. University of Wisconsin oh. plays here. They play their home games here. And. Uh, I don't know if a lot of I don't know if people saw this tape, but that's what the fraud power rankings are here for. They're they're here to to shed light on the uh, fraudulent activity going on out there in the world of college basketball. Maryland is down twelve in the first half at the Cole Center. The the Maryland Terrapins, uh, eight no start to the season, playing on the road at Wisconsin. Uh, they end up losing the game tape, but uh, at one point in the first half, they are down by twelve. Right. Um, they close out the first half going four for five from the three point line. Four of their final five three point attempts. In the first half against Wisconsin, they make okay. Mm. The, they go on an 11-0 run at one point towards the end of the first half. They they were down 12, but they cut the lead to two going into the halftime break, 31 to 29. Momentum is trending Maryland's way. All right. At halftime, Wisconsin brings the Bucks mascot, who is I believe named Bango. Bango, the Bucks mascot, uh, comes out <laughs> is the halftime entertainment. Um, he is going to be jumping off trampolines and dunking for the children. That is what he is doing. Bango <laughs> dunks on he 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 has a dunk that is so ferocious it literally breaks the rim. He doesn't shatter the backboard, but the rim classic Bango gets broken, and it get the the rim is now floppy. The rim is 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 broken. They have to uh, lower the entire basket. The the Cole Center uh, crew has to lower the entire basket. They tighten the rim. They they put the rim together. Go ahead and take a guess as to which team was shooting at that rim in the second half. Was it the home team, the Wisconsin Badgers, or was it the road team, Maryland Terrapins, who hit four or five threes entering the halftime break and had all the momentum? I'm going to guess the Maryland Terrapins. It was, in fact, the Maryland <laughs> Terrapins state. Bango was dunking so hard that he fucked up the Maryland rim. And then somehow this is allowed per Big Ten rules that the, that Wisconsin got to send their guys out there uh, to tighten these things. And they're and they're, we know how that works. We know how that works. Yeah. Um. And and they literally in front of ten ten thousand plus people on national television are sitting there tightening the rim, and then Maryland shoots just five for eleven from three in the second half. Five for eleven. <laughs> Disgusting. They couldn't hit a damn thing. Tate. 
It made all the difference. It, <laughs> it was did. huge. It did. That was a really big moment. Five for 11, dude. That's not, that's like less than 50%. In my <laughs> head, for whatever reason, I like to think that Giannis is Bango. And <laughs> this is like what he does for fun. And he's just like, I'm just going to rip rims down, but I have to do it under the guise of a mascot. I, uh, I, I have had it out for the Cole Center ever since I was in college. It's the only Big Ten arena that, that uh, in my four years at Ohio State that we'd never won in. Um, wow. It, 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 it stinks to high hell. Like the moment you walk in that place, you know they're cheap. Collusion. It's collusion, dude. It is. It is <laughs> collusion. This is the collusion center. It is the collusion center, and then some. Uh, when Bo Ryan was the coach, I, I've talked about this on the show forever. I will mm -hmm. talk about it on the show until either I die or Bo Ryan uh, faces justice over this. One of the two. Um, he used those Sterling basketballs that were. They were the only school in the country that used them. They they were mm -hmm. just like plastic like rubbery the, 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 it, was, orange. It, was, it was the worst basketball on yeah, planet earth i hate those balls uh it was always way too cold in there they, they put the basketballs in the refrigerator or the freezer before they let you shoot around with them um <laughs> and then the, the arena was always like way too cold uh one year we were playing there i think my senior year um danny peters who's an assistant at georgia state now was was a fellow walk-on on the team uh during the pregame shoot around the day of the game he dunked in in during our our shoot our little layup lines we were doing a warm up. He dunked, which is like the biggest red flag possible. That like there's something amiss about mm -hmm. these rims. Mm -hmm. Pull out a tape measure. We literally measure. It was like nine and three quarters was what we were shooting around. At. Makes sense. It was so much bullshit, dude. And then you if you watch these Wisconsin games, so I I was watching the Maryland first half. Even when Maryland hits the rim, it doesn't sound right. It sounds like the clunk. It's not the so, right clunk. Yeah, dude. it's like a dud. It's a it's a it's like a dead bat, yes, like a dead baseball yes, bat. Yes. And uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I've been on this for years. And then the fact that they are just so brazenly out. In the, this, this to me was like when we were complaining about Duke dropping bags mm -hmm. and then the FBI gets involved in college basketball and then Duke signs Zion Williamson, <laughs> RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. Yeah. And we were like, this is the most brazen shit I've ever seen that you almost have to respect it. That's what this was to me with the Cole Center. <laughs> it was like, I've known that you're up to shenanigans for years. But to do the shenanigans in my face. In my face like yeah. this? To literally and let then look, and then look at Maryland the and say you're yeah. you're shooting that way. Yeah, you're going that oh way. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. It was it was the most fraudulent shit ever. So uh, number one is the Cole Center. I don't know how they get away with collusion. Some about Wisconsin is like so cozy and like you go up there in Madison. It's a cool little college town. They got a cool little vibe up there, and everyone's kind of friendly too. So I think what happens is people go up there and visit. And they're they're treated well, not not road teams. I'm talking about like media members, you know. And you have a good time, and uh, uh, you walk away from it thinking like, I can't hate these guys. Like they're they're kind of nice, you know. They're nice people. Mm. They the bratwurst is good, and they got good beer up here, and you know, great people. And uh, you see stuff like this, and 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 the Big Ten media, I think they're scared to call it out because they they don't want to ruffle feathers. They're like, I don't know, man. Yeah. They were nice to me. Like they're I like I like Milwaukee. I don't think they're capable of this. Is what mm. they say to themselves. But they are, and I'm telling you, they are. They've been doing it for it. years. Yeah, I've been, I've seen it forever, dude. So it's funny because it's very Cameron Indoor. You know, it's very much like instead of it being cold in Cameron Indoor, it's hot. You yeah, know what I mean. Like yeah. instead of you know the whole rims thing, obviously at halftime Duke will tighten the rim of the team that's going to be shooting that way, and they'll loosen their. You know what I mean? It's like little things, but similar yeah. things. Yeah. Also, Wisconsin uses the way too orange ball. Mm-hmm. That's that stands out to me too. I don't know. Do and the that. NCAA copied them yeah. in the tournament. So I, this is the kind of ball we want to play with. I uh I'm not I'm not the crazy one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not the crazy Collusion. one. Collusion. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Hashtag collusion. <laughs>
That's exactly what's going on. Uh, that's it. Those are your fraud power rankings. I love it. Congratulations to Jim Beheim for uh, playing his way off the fraud power rankings by winning at Notre Dame. He has been picking his nose at such a high rate this year. It, yeah. it makes me think he's coming back. Uh, he would not be digging for treasure like that if he wasn't coming back. We got the big uh, Syracuse-Georgetown game on Saturday, by the way. Huge. Oh, my God. Huge. <laughs> everyone's gonna be watching that. <laughs> that's everyone's like that's the fraud bowl go mm. ahead go ahead uh, next week fraud power rankings let's just go ahead and pencil in whoever loses that game which is probably almost certainly going to be georgetown yeah uh patrick ewing but he did win he he, he, he might, won <laughs> he won could patrick ewing be number one on the fraud power rankings and number one on the mad who owns madison square garden at the same time i think so and i think that might be what a miracle that yeah, would be <laughs> that would actually be great for the show you can be both things duality you got to see both sides. Um, shout out to closeouts. What do you got? Uh, I got to shout out New Mexico basketball, the Lobos. Uh, not to be confused with New Mexico State. I was going to say, dude, not to be, be confused with New Mexico <sighs> State. That is something we don't want to talk New Mexico is... State, get out of You're not, yeah. we're not talking about that. But New Mexico, we do want to is... talk about that because this little Patino, he's 10 and 0. One, you know, one of the only team, ten teams in the country, they're still undefeated. Dickie P, baby. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah. And uh, not only that, um, I, I pointed this out, but Jamal Mashburn Jr. is the star of this team. I mean, this guy basically wakes up and averages twenty points per game. That's what he does. Son of Jamal Mashburn, of course, Jamal Mashburn Jr. And then Eddie House's son, Jalen House, is also on the team. So their backcourt is two NBA second generation kids, and uh, they're Your a coach fun team is to second watch. generation NBA coach. Exactly. There you go. So it's second generation. I like New Mexico. They're fun to watch. Um, so if you haven't checked them out, watch, watch some of their games. And uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr. on my wooden watch list. Wow. Yes, trending up on my go. wooden watch list. So uh, shout out to New had Mexico. A, I had a few I wanted to shout out to. A little uh, We Speak Your Name situation. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. it is. We New speak Mexico, We Speak Your Name. Uh, New Mexico State, we do not. We, New Mexico State, we do not speak your name. Uh, <laughs> figure out that situation. Yeah, you, we'll say yeah, that. yeah that's, that's not for us. That's <laughs> That's not for us. <laughs> That's not for us. <laughs> uh, Kent State, we speak your name. Okay. Uh, they they they've lost three games this season. Uh, this is a big time, uh, uh, moral victory type situation. I understand that. I'm not trying to hang the banner for close losses, but at the same time, it's exactly what I want to do. Had Gonzaga on the ropes, Tate. Mm -hmm. They 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 had Gonzaga on the ropes. They they played Gonzaga very well. Uh, they gave Houston Houston's best game of the season, 49-44 Muckfest. Um, they they also lost to Charleston, who is who is good, very close to being ranked. I think ish I mean, or no? Yeah, yeah, they're receiving votes. They're, they're receiving right there. votes. Yeah, they're like twenty. They're in the mix. Um, and Kent State should have beat Charleston. They, they choked that game away. They had they had it and they they let it slip through their fingertips. Charleston but, beat Virginia Tech. Did, did Carolina and Charleston play? Yes, Carolina Car beat Charleston. Carolina. Is that Carolina's best one? James Matt? Like suddenly these I mean, these wins that they have. Like, thank you, yeah. thank you. Start adding up the resume. <laughs> I see three resume wins right now: James Madison, Charleston, and Portland. <laughs> I don't know about you, um, but Kent State is just a bunch of tough nosed <laughs> senior type dudes that yeah. uh, they they are going to be a team that uh, uh, when when the bracket comes out in March, a lot of people are going to be hot on, and uh, I'm hot on them now. Sincere Carey is their guy, Tate. Yeah. Which sounds like a nickname for John Moran, am I right? Sincere <laughs> Carry. How about that one? Can we play a can we play a rim shot, Jim? Sprinkle a rim shot in there. That one, that one was good. Um, but Kent State is uh we we speak your name. That's all. They they played like Gonzaga that. well. They had they should have beat Gonzaga, honestly. Mm. They should have be they should have won all three of those games. They didn't, but But know. we remember. But we remember it was close. <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> the North remembers. Uh also speaking of should have won teams, we speak your name, Troy, hung with Arkansas and San Diego State. 
lost both of those games, but you hung with them. We yeah. speak your name. We mm -hmm. see what you're doing. We see you. Yeah, congratulations. Um, you have, in fact, lost three straight, including losing to SIU Edwardsville, but that's okay. We speak your name nonetheless. Yeah, we saw it. We saw the good times. And then finally, speaking of small schools that are playing decent basketball, uh, the, these up-and-coming mid-majors, Arizona State. Uh, <laughs> absolute stinker against Texas Southern earlier in the year. Uh, stood out to me as a, a, a another joke of a year from, from Bobby Bags and the boys in the desert. Uh, they've recovered nicely, Tate. 9-1 and one on the season. 2-0 and oh in the uh, in Pac-12. Playing defense for the first time in Bobby Hurley's life. Yeah. He has a team that plays defense. I think Dan kind of rubbed off on him. Dan's like, yeah. you know how you win games? You play defense. Cambridge brothers are fun. They, they have a lot of transfers. They got uh, the, the Cambridge brothers, the Devin. It, it's Devin not good for Auburn, Marcus but... Bagley that since he's been out, things look better. Yeah, you know they're better I mean? without it, him. Yeah, it's not. Another quote tweet is on the way, I believe. Uh, Frankie Collins from would, would would be the starting point guard of Michigan right now if he would have stuck around. He did not. He's he's playing for uh, Bobby Hurley out there in the in the Arizona. Is it Arizona? Is Arizona State in Arizona? <laughs> uh, DJ Horn, Illinois State transfer. He's he's been playing well for him. So they got a couple Buckeyes too. Luther Muhammad, Alonzo Gaffney. Yeah, Luther Muhammad. I think uh, Arizona State. It's it's you always wait for the other shoe to drop with them, but um, I don't know. Right now, tip of the cap. I'm not ready to they're say fun. that they're uh, you know. That they're different this year, but it does feel slightly different so far from what I've seen. Yeah, but they did lose to Texas Southern. That's a little gives you gives you pause. Yeah, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. I want to shout out this weekend. Uh, we got good college basketball games. So uh, if you are a fan of the sport, you want to log in and lock in Saturday. We got Alabama Houston, which would be a great game. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. Um, we got obviously uh, Arizona Indiana. You and Infinite. I will be watching that. Company men, we will be yep. watching that on Fox. Yep. That'll be a fun game. Yep. But the one I wanted to flag on Saturday that I want everyone to watch uh, will be after Alabama Houston, and that is our boy Penny Hardaway mm. taking on Bruce mm -hmm. Pearl, undefeated Auburn. Um, in Atlanta, I believe. Yeah, this, I believe is, a, this is very Atlanta. much a, a game that I think Memphis and Penny will be up for. I'm not sure Auburn's the number 11 team in the country, so I want to see what they look like on this stage. And I think Penny, I think Penny's got something for us. So yeah, uh, Auburn. He said he right said now, God right? got us. Yeah, Auburn is undefeated. One yeah, of the ten teams undefeated. Uh, so once Penny said that, I was like, oh, maybe. God's maybe. got us. God's got us. Maybe yeah. maybe Penny knows something that we don't. God's Dude, Saturday is a, a Kansas Missouri yeah. great game. San Diego State, St. Mary's, and Phoenix. Mm. San Diego State has been a little. I mean, the Maui, the Maui, the Maui uh, disappointments coming out of Maui. Um, we we focused on Creighton and Arizona, obviously, because they were the two teams playing for the title. But uh, San Diego State has not looked awesome. I mean, I mean in Arkansas have, with the injury news. Looked, I mean, this, yeah. yeah, it's been it's not been great as far as the fallout from Maui. And then Texas Tech, I don't. There's some concerning things going on there, but we don't know what. We're, we're circling the wagon I, when it comes to Texas. I'm going to say this. Uh, I I apologize to Matt Barnes. I'm about to be a huge hypocrite because mm. I I feel like I'm Matt Barnes with Texas Tech right now. You know something. I I was told a rumor about Texas Tech basketball that <laughs> this is Matt Barnes. I'm literally Matt Barnes. I'm not going to share the rumor because I'm in no position to, and uh, I'm not a real journalist. And like, I got fed this information and I was like, all right, so if I'm a real journalist, here's what I do. I go try to confirm this. I vet sources. this Yeah, I vet this yeah. information. I am not. So what I'm going to do instead is be real coy and shy mm -hmm. and and not, you know, just breadcrumb people. But I'm, I'm, I'll just say it this way. I, I heard a rumor about Texas Tech basketball that I cannot unhear. I I cannot. It gives you pause. I cannot. Uh, I I cannot trust Mark Adams. <laughs> okay. 
I just can't. I don't know. So I'm I'm really worried about how I'm going to evaluate Texas Tech moving forward because like once you hear, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I'm saying this because I want like someone else out there to do their job. Mm-hmm. I want like some journalist to like go. Journalists, journalists, hit me up. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll pass it. Turns along. out it'll be the friends of the program taking videos of Mark Adams. Yeah, and doing <laughs> things of like I see what you're saying. You're like catching bulls on his head. <laughs> that's nothing to do. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Funny. I, I heard, I heard a story about Mark Adams that, uh, you know, that that's the problem with me is I, I, I believe anything I'm told. Yeah. And uh, we, we were talking about Mark Adams in Maui and how he was like winning Maui and like he's we're like, is this guy the coolest dude ever? Yeah, I still and, love him. A guy, I didn't hear what you heard. So for guy, me, Mark Adams is the same man. I don't want to share it with you because it'll spoil. It might spoil Mark Adams for you. But yeah, I don't spoil. Someone, <laughs> I don't know. Someone listened to that show and slid into the DMs and just said, "You might be wrong about Mark Adams." Whoa. I was like, "Whoa!" And then another. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm Matt Barnes. I'm Matt Barnes. I'm Matt Barnes. I'm sorry. I apologize, America. Shout out to Matt Barnes. I just wanted to. Uh, I suck at this, dude. I suck at having scoops. Mm-hmm. That's just what I want to say. Like, stop. I, I thought that what I wanted more than anything was people to give me scoops. I thought I wanted yeah. to be in the scoops game. But you don't. Every single time I, I dip my toes in these waters, it's I, I can't do it. The, the lights are too bright. I can't do it. I can't it's do right. it. So I have a Mark Adams scoop. It's driving me absolutely insane. And I want to dump it off onto mm. somebody and do something with it. Either prove me wrong or prove it right. I don't know. But like, I don't want to live in this world. Yeah. yeah, put it together. Please, for the love of God. Put it together. Uh, what else? Also, um, Tennessee plays Maryland this weekend. So that's, that's on right, Sunday. That's right, yeah. So if you're a college basketball fan, this Xavier weekend, Cincinnati, dude. Yeah, they, we they, love that. Rivalry. Oh, I love that rivalry. I mean, yeah. I love Missouri, Kansas. Also, I want to give that its credit. Missouri yeah. is undefeated and they're a really good team as well. Their fans are, are getting very upset that no one's talking about them. So we speak your name. Missouri. You know where I'm going to be where? on Saturday. I'm going, where? I'm going to I'm going to a game. I am getting on a plane and I'm going to Berkeley. Whoa. For, for Butler at Cal. <laughs> I, I am concerned. on Saturday. Yeah, that's a that's a trap that's, game. Uh, that's a yeah. trap game. Oh, dude, I for am, Butler. I am very concerned. Cal just lost to who did they lose to the other? I mean, night? Cal is zero and ten on the year. They are the only other Power Five team to be zero for. Outside they lost of to Louisville. Eastern Washington at home by two last night, and I uh, I saw that, and you would think I'd be like, oh, that's great. So they're playing like shit, and Butler's gonna come yeah. in and take care of business. It's no, kind of a I, close game. I, when I was looking at the schedule initially, I wanted them to win that game. So then. They 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 would feel like they yeah. you know they, they, the the monkeys off their back and then they we get the real version. What are of the Cal odds they could go zero and eleven? You know, like not high. So that's if you're Butler, you're just coming in and you're playing a dangerous odds game. I'm I'm very worried. And Thad's such a good guy at times. You know what I mean? He has good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bag guy. So well, Butler I'm worried. Can't, Butler can't shoot for shit. And and I yeah. just see them going ice cold. Manny Bates is awesome, but I don't know, man. It's it's. <sighs> I'm going. I'm going to the game. We're gonna we're gonna go right. up there and see what happens. I'll be, but, I'll uh, watch that game. But how hilarious is that? I'm going to to watch all, all these great games going on, and uh, I, hope, I hope you're I can't wait. I can't wait to hear you break that all down. <laughs> That's gonna be good. I, uh, Greg, I told Greg and John Kelman, and they're like, "Do you want do you want me to get you to?" I think Greg John John never does. John did. Not. Yeah, John yeah. was like John's not listening. John was either. like, "Cool man." Okay, John <laughs> Cynthia Tom okay. Herman. Okay, cool. Hook him. Uh, and Greg was like, "I'll get you tickets." And uh, I looked up tickets, and I was like, "Greg, I don't think I don't. I mean, I'll take the tickets if you yeah. get, but like, don't worry about it. I think I'm gonna be fine getting in. I think uh, I think they'll be. Away they might to pay you to go to the game. <laughs> like, isn't that what happened with Georgetown? Not to sidebar too much, but didn't Georgetown have a free ticket night, and then they yeah. they still didn't have people come? Like, people they had, wouldn't like, even 3, come for free. Thousand people come to the yeah. game like, for free for free. Wow. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to Berkeley. I'll, uh, I'll give some boots on the ground. I recap love of a game that literally nobody listening to this will be watching. So go to cheese board, <laughs> get some pizza. It'd be great. Uh, what else? Oh, I had one more shout out. Shout out to uh, Danny DeVito for his Jersey Mike's commercials. I love those. He did the best. I, uh, shout I, out to Danny DeVito. We're getting He's a lot of a lot of Jersey Mike's uh, Danny DeVito commercials on these college basketball games. Are they supposed to sound sexual? These commercials, I guess. Like, are, are, are you, you see what I'm talking about, too, mm-hmm. where he's like, he's like, the juices. Yeah, no, the implication is definitely there's something one, along There's those one lines. commercial where he goes, he says, like, in a sly, like, he's 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 Frank Reynolds. He's, like, playing <laughs> yeah, Frank Reynolds. Yeah, he he says, is like Frank Reynolds. better eat it fast because I'm coming. That's how he says he says that, and I'm like, I'm, I'm every time I see that commercial, I'm looking around in an empty room, like, is anyone else? Listening <laughs> yeah, what is he talking about? Uh, but those commercials are cracking me up, and I love them. And uh, I don't know, Jersey Mike's having a moment right we now. We love Jersey, Jersey Mike's, Mike's Arena. We love Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> I eat a lot of Jersey Mike's. Uh, is that it? Do you have any more shout-outs? That's all I got. Oh, Drake May, my quarterback. Uh, the quarterback. My quarterback who, too. He's transferred to Ohio no, State, no, right? No, no. He he, he came out. To Ohio State? He, he came out when all the reporters, all the scoopers, all the journalists came out and said this man has to leave North Carolina. Our quarterback, Drake May, said nay. That can't he be. Said right. I will be no. staying. I will be a Tar Heel for life. So love that kid. I was on Big Buck Nuts, uh, <laughs> Scarlet and Gray Bucknuts.com backslash football forum i will say georgia fans got me georgia fans were sending me like uh drake may is getting paid 10 million dollars by this exact booster the private plane has already come to chat you know there were lots of things like that that were getting i don't think you're out of the woods yet dude because the forum i was on we're out of the woods premium subscribers only forum (laughs) only the hottest tips um they were saying mike vrabel and drake may to Mm. ohio state done deal done deal unless ryan day unless ryan day wins the championship yeah yeah and then the deal's off. No, let's just kick it one more year. But I don't think I don't think Ohio State's recruited Drake May yet. So I think like Drake <laughs> May was saying, I've turned down all the offers I've been approached with, except like I'm still waiting for Ohio State to call because CJ mm. Stroud's moving on, dude. We're gonna need a quarterback. Where's he I'm going? Just saying. Your Carolina Panthers, probably. <laughs> Please, we'll trade you, CJ Stroud no, for Drake. No, no. We want Drake. <laughs> I'll take uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. though. Yeah, Any day yeah, of the week, that's my guy. Uh. Tyler's filling in for Jim. Jim's back home in uh, New York. God um, knows why. We got our guy Tyler. Who uh, Tyler's been on the show before. He's he's yeah, a, he's, he's our Notre Dame he's our Notre Dame correspondent. Yeah. Um, who hates Mike Bray and uh, he <laughs> tried to get him fired. Tyler's been MI. So so <laughs> Notre Dame beat Michigan State um, at home. Big win. Huge for, win for Mike Bray and the boys. Yeah. We were trying to find Tyler around here at Fox. Couldn't find him anywhere. I was like, I can't wait to talk to Tyler about this Notre Dame team because mm-hmm. he hates Mike Bray. And he was nowhere to be found. All of a sudden, Notre Dame loses at home to Syracuse. To yeah. My number one fraud last week, Jim Beheim. Mm-hmm. Guess whose face pops up? Number one Mike Bray hater, Tyler. He's like, he's like I'm working on the show today, guys. What's yeah. up? I said, I have of course you are. Do you have any shout outs, Tyler? Do you want to um, defend yourself? No shout outs. I was going to have one for Drake Bay until his uh, tweet yesterday. I thought he would look great. <laughs> In the blue and gold, but it oh, turns was, out that's was, not going to be the case. Was Drake made a Notre Dame a thing too? Every I, single school in the country on the, on the blue what, and gold message boards, not the Bucknuts or Eleven no. Warriors. He Every was, single message board in the country. He was going to Notre Dame, but uh, he did lose <laughs> to Drew Pine, so I don't know. Mm. Maybe he's not that good. That's, that's our defense. <laughs> that's our defense. Because Drew Pine transferred, right? He, he is in the transfer in the portal. portal. Yeah. <laughs> He but he's is. still your quarterback. Um, <laughs> he's gonna play. In the no, bowl he's game. not. He's not playing in the bowl game. Um, That's probably smart. Yeah. He's, he was your starting quarterback, and he transferred. He, I don't think the Pine family appreciated the uh, 
the media coverage and the uh, general fan sentiment around Drew. And then they told him that they were going to explore the transfer portal for a quarterback. And I think he saw the writing on the wall. Uh, I was like, I'm out. He, he's doing it. Do you think this might be a Kofi Coburn situation though? Where mm. He's like, prove to me that you love me. And yeah. I might recruit back. me back. Yeah. Recruit me. back. I don't think that would work out. Yeah, well. <laughs> Notre Dame fans. Like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we don't love I know, right. but Tate did call it during the season. I think it was like after week two, you tweeted, Drew Pine will have the best game of his life yes. next week in Chapel Hill. Yes, of and course. he did exactly that. <laughs> Carolina was undefeated against starting quarterbacks. Um, in all seriousness, where are you at with the Notre Dame basketball team? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, who cares? Get out of here. No one cares about the football team. Um, I liked, I thought after the Michigan State game, you're like, all right, veteran team, they're figuring it out. And then they drop one to Syracuse. That was yeah. pretty inexplicable. And I think we talked about this before the show. They had uh, four basically buy home games. Shout out to Patrick Angle. He tweeted this out. They had four games against teams 140th or lower in Ken Palm. They won each one by single digits. It's just <laughs> scraped by. So, But they won each one. Yeah, exactly. They won each one. Yeah, they just did win, win each one. And the ACC is pretty weak. And like I've been saying, at least we're not Louisville. So. Yeah, at least we're not Louisville should be the tagline of every ACC team this season, you know, or probably every team in every power conference. Notre Dame can Louisville. make the tournament, though, we think, right? They should. Like they could. Yeah. Cormac Jordan. Yeah. Leading the way. I mean, if the if the propaganda of the Big Ten continues then the ACC will get three bids, you know, <laughs> as we saw last year. But if they actually watch the, the teams play, I think they'll get six or seven. I think and yeah. I think Notre Dame could be one of those teams. Why not? I think NC State can make the tournament, by the way. Is Mike is Mike Bray on your hot seat? Not anymore. I love Mike Bray. I just who doesn't love Mike Bray? That's the question. I don't know why I I, I made up that. Well, that it's because you that thought that I was Tyler a student at the time when they he, did boo Mike Bray. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's what yes. it was. And I was Tyler, like, I, I yeah. graduated before yeah. that. When I was at Notre Dame, we were a basketball school. That was like the peak of our basketball. Tyler yes. has the Elite same eights. problem Tate had at the ringer, which mm -hmm. is uh, you, you you have a younger face, and that's a good thing. That's a good problem yeah. moving forward. But mm -hmm. then, like guys like me that are a little older, like I my my math was off, and I thought Tyler was like fresh out of college. Like you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I like, cut my face shaving right before we came in today. It's because I started doing it like last week. So I'm still <laughs> relatively new to it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that's what it was. I remembered that Notre Dame fans were booing Mike Bray saying, "Yeah, fire. we turned on Notre Dame." And I accused Tyler students. of being in the student <laughs> and, section. And, and Tyler was like, <laughs> I "I'm 26 years old. I graduated long before that." He was like, "I hate those kids." Also, he's like, he's like agreeing with us. We're like, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler get out of that student section. Oh uh, uh, man, <laughs> what a time! Uh, all right, don't fire Mike Bray. Yeah, those fans are wrong, Extend or those students. I should Bray. say, yeah, those students are wrong. The fans uh, are right. Sorry, maybe he deserved to be fired. Maybe, no. you, you can unfire people, though. I'm learning that with Ryan Day. Mm. Fire him, unfire him. You know, when you win, he's done fired. If you're Duke, would you take Mike Bray over Shire right now today? Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. H huge mistake. Bad hire. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that it? Are we done here? <laughs> can we go enjoy the weekend? Let's do it. All right, Fraud Friday. Fraud Friday <laughs> on a Thursday. Uh, everybody enjoy the weekend. Uh, if if you are in fact in Berkeley for the uh. The uh, Cal Butler game. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited for that environment. I, I, this is going to be the saddest thing of all time. You're going to have like five people to talk to at that game. Yeah, like they're they're going to all be there talking to you. you guys. Are going to be doing like a podcast. I'm going to I'm going to stick out like people a are going to hear you talking in the crowd, and Dad's going to turn around and say, "Mark, yeah, turn it down. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> going to hear you. 
<laughs> there's gonna be like 12 people there and there's gonna be one guy wearing a butler shirt and yeah be me. And my favorite berkeley shot is they always no matter football basketball soccer whatever it is whatever sport that they're showing on espn espn you whatever they always show one student studying in the crowd like they, <laughs> like that's their goal <laughs> their goal is to find that one guy. i think they just recycled the shot but i think you're gonna see that kid and, i could uh, be the butler fan dude they yeah. could be like look at the butler fan showing out in cal and that'd just be nice to me and me alone just sitting there on my phone, yeah, like looking up scores from With other Blue. games that are more you interesting. You and Blue are just yeah. sitting there together. I'm just, I'm just like watching another game on my phone that's more interesting <laughs> yeah, than this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a college basketball uh, pundit, Mark Titus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. See you guys. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week.